0: Log Talk Radio. Oh, <laughs>
1: edition of the total sports live podcast here on blog talk radio and like i said before any and every podcast that we do you can check it out on multiple platforms first and foremost you can check it out here on blog talk radio all you gotta do is go to blogtalkradio.com backslash sports live you also can check it out on your smartphone yes folks we are on your smartphone First and foremost, it doesn't matter if you have an iPhone, Android, Windows Phone. If they still make those BlackBerry, I'm pretty sure they still make those too. Uh, all you gotta do is go to your app store and in your app store, search, search, uh, search the TuneIn Radio app, and then from here, and then from there, hit your download button. Once you do that, search T- TSL, for TSL Podcast. Follow us on there. We appreciate everybody that listens to us, over from that application, but also we're on iTunes. Yes, we're on iTunes. Folks, if you have an iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, all you got to do is go to your podcast app or your podcast app. you' will just search TSL, 12sports Live, hit the subscribe button. you'll have all our podcasts you can now let them do whatever you'll have it your right tips and also leave us a review on iTunes. We really appreciate anyone that leaves us a review as we're trying to make this podcast better and better for your listening. Years. but as we get underway, we do got to talk about, well, first and foremost, but let's, let's just get out of the way. We're not going to talk about Eagles yet. The draft is coming up very soon, actually, and we about to be lower, like, less than two weeks away, so we'll be we talking about the NFL draft very shortly up here on this podcast, not this one particular, but in upcoming ones very soon. We are also going to touch about the NBA MVP race, and just the playoffs in general, we'll touch on that later in this week or probably next week. Next week, we'll touch on all these topics, but but in this podcast, we're going to be talking about those facility Phillies. Yes, Phillies are underway. They are 12 games into the season, and they have looked good. Sometimes they look good. Sometimes they look bad, and sometimes they have just looked plain old ugly. Hence their record of four, and we're gonna just pretty much just have an all-out discussion about these first these first twelve games. Where do where do me and Angela, you know, who do we put in our good category? Who we put in our bad? And who's just plain old ugly? So we're gonna talk about that on this podcast. And before we get involved in doing all that, you know, I just mentioned it. You know, who we'll always joined me on the podcast? Marco who's still one of the only hands of mine. Tony joining me here on the pod as we're talking to the Phillies. The last time we talked about the Phillies was a couple of weeks ago for a season preview and I I think that's the last time me and you did a podcast. So it has been a minute.
0: Yeah. Um we had some scheduling conflicts from up last week, so we uh took an accidental hiatus, I guess.
1: Yes, we uh we we wanted to We took a we took a rest period. We'll we'll go with that. We just took we took a rest period, and decided to recharge the batteries to come back fired up. Talking about some Phillies, and like I said, they had, uh, they're four and eight, which isn't eh, not great, but it's not bad because in their wins they look really good, but in some of their losses they could have won many games, and we just saw that on Sunday. We just saw it on Sunday. They had, they got the lead in the eighth inning. They were up 4-3. Go to the ninth inning. Your new closer, Joaquin Benoit. I uh, like I I got it right on the first drop. He, he's now the team's new closer. We'll talk about how that whole situation panned out. He's the team's new closer. He has two outs, three and two on Bryce Harper with two guys on. So he's either going to walk this guy, strike him out, or something else going to happen. And he throws a 97-mile-per-hour heater down the middle of the plate, and Bryce Harper does what Bryce Harper does best, sent that down Pennsylvania Avenue, and the Nationals won the whole off. So, like I said, it's been good, bad, and ugly so far to these 12 games.
0: Well, if you think about it, seven of their eight losses were by three runs or less, and, you know, that's a definite where it's a, um, deficit. Where I a very winnable game in baseball. Two of them were one run games. Uh, one. Two. And three of them were two run games. So, I mean, they're not getting blown out in games that they lost. They had the one mm-hmm. uh, game against the Mets where they lost uh, 14 of four. But, you know, that retaliation, so, uh, they should just yeah that retaliation pitch in the game before that just shows you why you do not motivate your opponent in baseball. That was a total dumb move um, I don't know. I think the one thing that, like you know it, it you you cannot't look at this team and acknowledge that the fact that there is talent and then other pieces and that's that's a given, but what they really need is some serious consistency. I mean, they're not mm-hmm. a terrible game. They're they're in a lot of games. Like like I just said, seven out of their eight losses came for three runs or less. But the, the consistency is what needs to pick up and what needs to, you know, start kicking in, even if it's just, like, consistency 50% more of the time than, uh, than we're seeing now because, you know, I don't think any of us expect them to make it to the playoffs. But, you know, just want to see, like, some – progress with this rebuild period
1: no yeah you're right and i think you hit the you hit the nail on the air right there which is consistency and i think i I think i said this back in our season preview pod is that you know we just want to see them you know just string it just string together just winning series just win some series take two out of three here Maybe you take three out of four in a, a four-game, or maybe you take two out of four. That's fine, but you need to start winning series. It don't matter how you do it. As long as you win the series, that's fine. You know losses are going to happen. Like you said, out of eight losses, seven of them have been three runs or less. And when you look back at that, a lot of those games, like you said, they could have won it easily. Their record could be totally different. And they, when we be talking a whole different tune, that this team is winning series and they're clutch and – Mm-hmm. Doing all that. But now we're talking about <laughs> consistency, and I think that's a huge thing, very consistent, because there are times where, you know, the pitching is great, but the hitting isn't there. Example, Jared mm-hmm. Eickhoff. Eikoff can pitch great, but he gets no run support. He has the Cole Hamill syndrome, it seems like. Yep. And then there's other moments where uh, you have – you know, a guy like Vince Velasquez, who is striking out dude, but he has an enormously high pitch count. And then you have times when the offense comes alive, and, you know, it just just happens. And like you said, it's just, it's just consistency. That's what it comes down to with the team.
0: But I think the thing that's really unnerving is, like, you, first of all, it's 12 games into the season. It is a 162-game mm-hmm. season. But you have people that are already hitting the panic button.
1: Oh, geez saying things (laughs) like oh
0: okay let's let's talk about the dumbest conversation that I was uh, unfortunately a part of this weekend my IQ dropped about 20 points after this one so I work at a bar as you know in addition to my grad studies and my freelance work I think we've referenced this before um, it was said to me over the weekend that you know and it was completely dead serious like Trade the entire farm system for Mike Trout because the Phillies have the money to sign, and um, you know, get rid of all get rid of all of them. Who cares? If you bring him here, he'll bring other players here who want to play here. And I just like wanted to rip my hair out. Like did we learn nothing yeah. from 2009, 2010, 2011? Right. Uh, and not only that, but yes, yeah, Trout did sign that. Extension, however, there is a labor law in California that you don't have to, that you legally don't have to be contracted to any employer for more than seven years, so because it is a contract extension and not a brand new contract, technically trial could opt out into free agency after this year so if he really wants to come here that bid why are you going to trade your farm system to get them when you have a shot to get them in free agency anyway? Which, for the record, I think everyone needs to chill about talking about free agency for at least a little bit. You know, We're not even <laughs> out of the first month of the season. Slow the hell down.
1: <laughs> no, you're right <laughs> but, like, about people that.
0: Are, people are already hitting the panic button, and this is this is what the brain trust is coming up with. Trade the yeah. entire farm for Mike Trout. No, our farm finally... like is looking good again. We have one of the better farm systems it in the world right bustle. now.
1: Yeah, it so no buy- playmakers.
0: Yeah, so by no by no and no and no other terms, do not touch that farm system unless you absolutely have to. And they said they're mm-hmm. not going to be de- spenders at the trade at the trade up line if they don't have to be, they're not going to force a deal.
1: I d I don't blame what we're doing for not for, for not being spin for spenders because why would you when you have a good farm system, where you say, "Hmm, maybe we need to trade for a starting pitcher." No, you really don't. You have mm-hmm. a lot of good guys down in the minors right now. For example, Nick Pavetta, who's I think have an under one ERA, two and oh, just do a complete game shutout. He's really rising right now for the Iron Pick. So you don't have to make a trade for a certain piece because you literally have those pieces down in AAA and down in Double like, A. <laughs> In the whole farm system for one player is just is just asinine because it's you already have a loaded outfield outfilled as it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Ludicrous. Um, I think while we bring up the starting rotation, uh, I, I I think I said this before uh, the last podcast we did. I don't know. I think Hellickson is proving to you and to me, the fans and to the organization that you know he he is valuable beyond the trade deadline and if he's someone that can be of use to them, because let's be realistic here, he's been in the league like, what, seven, eight years? Has to be at least that. You know, yeah. He's he's not that young. He's not that young anymore. He's not going to get some blockbuster deal. Phillies will be able to match whatever he gets, and I think He enjoys playing here. And I think, like I said, like I think he's earned the right, like this is realistically what we're looking at. We're calling it a two-year rebuild from where we are right now, which is completely realistic to look at this team and say that in about two years we'll be back in contention. I don't know, don't you think he's kind of earned the right to see it through if we're talking about short-term of of a turnaround?
1: Yeah, I think he deserves to see it through. I mean, he's 30 years old. He's your vet of the staff outside of Clay buckles, and we'll talk about him in that in that situation he's your veteran and he's your eighth and he deserves to be your eighth i mean two and oh this season he has the best e r a out of everybody with a one point five nine e r a and he's he's only given up three earned runs he's only had five strikeouts that's okay, but he's pitching- he's pitching really well this season and it's been a, it's been almost a carryover effect from last season. he just gets the job done. He knows how to pitch, and I think he said this in a preview pod. He knows how to pitch uh, uh, effectively. He doesn't have high pitch count. He just does the job well. You need somebody like that in your rotation to kind of show the guys the way it's not supposed to get it done, it's not supposed to do it. And he's like, 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 you, like I said, he's up there in age. You mentioned it. He's, <laughs> he's been in the league for a while now, and I'm pretty sure he's not, he's not a young guy. So he's not looking to keep on changing a, a different area because at this point in his life, you know. And if he keeps him performing well, why not keep him around? Why, why trade him at the trade deadline to possibly get two low-level prospects in double-A or in, or in single-A? It's not worth it.
0: And I think there's something to be said for players like Jeremy Hellickson. Like, he's a starting pitcher, but he doesn't have that, like, slashy name that mm-hmm. the starters, starting pitchers in the league have, but he still does it, and he still gets the job done, and he'll still put up good numbers for you. And I think like you need those guys with that kind of flash and that kind of pop, in some ways, to attract other players in free agency. But you need players like Alex and probably even more, the ones that just kind of like fly under the radar and do their job and do it well, and they don't mm-hmm. really have that pressure of that media scrutiny because they're not someone who is like really paid attention to under uh, that degree of a microscope that your superstars are. Yeah,
1: no, I I totally agree with you. And I think, like you said, you know, I think he deserves to be a part of this rebuild and see it through. He's been one of the good – he's been one of the bright spots of this season mm-hmm. thus, thus far. And if, his, if he can give – obviously his ERA won't stay, in, won't stay 1.59 for the rest of the year, but if it somehow does, then that's just ridiculous if it does. But if he just – if he can keep his ERA of what, around a three or a four by the time the season's over – then that's fine. That's, that's that's warrantable to say, hey, you know what, we'll keep you around for another two years. <laughs> Why not? Just so do it like fortunate. that. Nobody's saying sign to a three-year deal or whatever and go crazy. Sign to a two-year deal, give them some cash, and then you just go from there.
0: Well, I think it's also the ERA is also proportionate to how many innings they pitch per season. Right. So a starting pitcher that, like, averages like 70 innings a season or 70 innings a game, with the occasional six and the occasional, like, you know, like bad start here and there, you figure, like, anything under maybe, like, a 4-2 is, is mm-hmm. decent for a starting pitcher. Yeah, depending four. on you know, if they if they throw a little bit less, you know, like if they're hovering around the league average or a little bit less, well, then, yeah, you want mm-hmm. it to be level four. But I think that needs to be taken into account, like how many innings pitched per season is directly proportional to the ERA. So you're going to have a higher ERA with someone who throws more innings. So I think, like, anything, like, above the league average and into that kind of apex, I think anything under, like, a 4-2-4-3 is totally acceptable, and I would call that a good season.
1: Yeah, looking at his numbers last season, he had a 3-7-1 ERA in pitch. He he pitched a career high 189 innings last season, and the last time he did that in his career was back in 2011, where he got a 2.95 ERA. Okay, so, so then, yeah. Then. So any his ERA has been looking good over his career. I mean, obviously he had a rough point towards the end in Tampa, and his one year in uh, in Arizona wasn't that extra well with a 4.62, but ever since he's pretty much been a Pretty much, I'll say, over his career, been a three guy. He's been a three guy, mm-hmm. and that's what it says in his eight years. On average, he's a 3.86. 3.86 ERA over his career. And that's so pretty good. So that's, and that's the type so of guy that so you, you a, want to
0: keep. Exactly. He has a higher, or I'm sorry, he has like a lower than average ERA higher in terms of quality was what I was going for. It didn't really go out that well, but he has a lower than average ERA in terms of innings that he pitches and yeah, you know, we were able to get him on the cheap because of the way things ended, in, uh in Tampa and the year in Arizona, like you said. But um, I don't know. I think it's. I think he has like a groove here that that he likes, and you know, like I said, like he's not that kind of like flashy big name player, but he still can go out and get the job done. I bet you there were a bunch of Phillies fans who really had no idea who he was before we signed him.
1: Nah, he was pretty much said, just a filler. He was. He was just yeah, a filler like guy, you know. Like, yeah. oh, you make a trade with Arizona, you trade a minor league pitcher, uh, you see what you get for him. But, like, that, you've been familiar with him since. Circus I don't know. Campo.
0: I had him on my, my fantasy baseball team is rookie year. So, I knew how good he could be. I know that I he had, like, dropped off because I think I picked him up in a free agency, like, um, one of his last years in Tampa. And I was just like, oh, I guess mm-hmm. that's it. Like, he had a couple years. I know the affiliate side, I'm like, okay, well, maybe he'll, like, bounce back. And then he's just been nothing short of impressive. rushes. So I think he's just – like, I think he deserves to see the rebuild through because I think he wants to be here.
1: I I have no problem with uh, Jeremy Hellickson seeing, seeing a re- the rebuild through. And another player who you might say deserves to see the rebuild through too, even though he's, he's on the younger side of things, this second baseman, Cesar Hernandez. You know, there's a lot of discussions over the offseason that should the Phillies move Cesar with the, you know, with the situation in the minors, with the guy, you know, like J.P. Crawford coming up and uh, Scott Kingery and, and Jesus Valentin, you know, with those guys pushing, should the Phillies somehow try to move Hernandez? And thus far, he's, he's proved that you shouldn't get rid of him yet. He's had three home runs, including a mammoth home run against your boy, Joe Blanton a couple of days ago just to totally yep. wallop the pitch. He has three home runs, eight RBI, and he has a, a slash line of, uh, he has a, uh, excuse me, he has a 3-4-6 three, a three, um, batting average, 393 on base percentage and a six fifteen slugging percentage. And he has four walks 12 strikeouts. That's okay, but he's really looking good at the plate angle, and that's very encouraging because there's a lot of concern, which is so crazy. There's a lot of concern when uh, you moved on from the from the Rollins-Utley middle infield to say, what the hell are we going to do here? Can we really trust Freddie Galvis and Cesar Hernandez to get the job done? And so far, Hernandez played well. Galvis, he's doing okay. His batting average is a little... Not looking too good right now, but he's showing that he has that pop in, pop in the back too. Because remember, he had 20 home runs last year, but a lot of people don't remember he had 20 home runs. And this year, he's still hitting the ball. He's still showing that he has the power. But both of those guys are playing playing pretty good baseball. Um,
0: I don't know. I I, I see Chase Utley still doing well, and you know it makes me happy for him, but. You're right, there was some type of nerves about moving on. I don't know, maybe can we say management was called the end of his career a little bit too soon? Maybe. Um, They were pretty spot on with Jimmy Rollins and parting ways with him, which I still think is a damn shame that he can't get back up to his majors. But as far as Hernandez is, he's gotten off to a really, really hot start. There's no way that you can deny that. He's got 13 runs, 18 RBIs. His friggin' on base plus slugging percentage is over a thousand. That in itself ridiculous. is staggering. Like it is over a thousand, and I'm just like looking at it and all. I've never seen that. Like I've never seen an OPS above a thousand.
1: Yeah, I means it's, it's, it's crazy. It's it's just it's just ridiculous because you didn't know what you were going to get from this guy.
0: Right, and I mean he never like other than other than 2014, which seems to be the outlier. where that at 237, you know, 34 games in 2013, 289, um, 127 in 2015, 272, 155 last year, like 294. Like right now, he's at 346. Um, I don't necessarily think this is just a byproduct of a hot start. Yeah, this is. Like I said, like, there's really only one year that's an outlier where his average is considerably less than he's posted in the year before and the year after. Um, you know, he, he could end up being a player. So, yeah, you're right. Like, there's a little bit of a you – know, it was a little bit unnerving to move on from Chase Utley era at second base. And, you know, they do have people in the minors, but I think what he's doing right now is showing and proving that he deserves, you know, as equal consideration as anybody else does.
1: Yeah, like he's, baseball.
0: He's, let the kids fight it out.
1: hmm Yeah, no doubt. Let him fight it out and, and if he's proven that he can yeah, he can hold this job down, then why push him out? Why push him out to bring up a young guy for the minors, you know? He's earned it. He obviously wants to be a part of this future with this mm-hmm. team, you know. I I'm pretty sure he wants mm-hmm. the to contract to him like Oh, Dubo Herrera guy. He wants that contract he's mentioned, I think Jim Salisbury just wrote a story about Cesar Hernandez on time. I was going to read it, but I totally forgot. I to put that on my agenda of things to read. He wrote about Cesar Hernandez and his conduct. You know, I don't. I, I don't. I like the gist of it is just pretty much from what I from what I saw. You know how he's competing. You know, to show that he wants to belong with this team for the long term and he keeps on hitting the way he's hitting because, like we said, he's improved every year he's been in the majors. He's just gotten better and better and better. And if that bat continues to just keep on getting better, then they will be good because I'm not worried about his defense. I'm really not. I'm, defense is the last thing I'm worried about. It's more so the bat. And if the bat just keeps on improving, then, hey, uh, you just, the Phillies might have a play, might have a playmaker at a second base and you might have to tell those guys in the minors, you're going to have to earn your stripes coming off the bench.
0: Yeah, but that might bode well for the Phillies because, I don't know, I feel like mm-hmm. like more successful National League teams are more platoon-based. Yes, the Phillies won in 2008 without, like, really having that type of platoon situation. But, I mean, that's usually like, giving yourself that flexibility to have multiple players who can play a certain position and you can enable yourself to rest you're better players on a more consistent basis so they're not worn out because it is a really long season and I'm not mm-hmm. saying it like, you know, oh, you're tired, but you know, sometimes they play like they go on like a ten game stretch in eight days or I'm sorry, an eight game stretch in ten days and you know, that that takes its toll on me. So like if you have like multiple players that can play one position as well as also rotate right off the bench. So it's not ever really a complete go off. I think that helps you in the National League game, not so much in the American League game, but in and I don't know. I think that would really help them, but at the same time it's having the room on the roster, where does it get in order to put yourself in this position where you can like have like those platoon play situations.
1: Exactly. And right now they're not in that position to make them platoon at second base, they're already platooning. They're platooning mm-hmm. that catcher obviously. They're platooning mm-hmm. that first base. I want to say they're platooning the platoon in the outfield, obviously, too. And I think they found a couple of guys where they can use multiple positions. Andres Blanco, he's use multiple positions. Uh, uh, Brock Stodfee, we've seen him at first base. He also can do some outfield as well. So they're, they're, they're at the max, but, hey, that's, we'll see what happens as he progresses. Like we said, this is a long, 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 long season ahead of us. And mentioning this a long season. One this player's season was cut kind of short, and it was Clay Buckholz, so I put them under the bad category. Him and Adam Morgan, they can both can they can both put themselves in the bad and ugly category. Um, Buckholz's season ended with an arm injury; looked like he's done. Angelo, look, his career is over before it even got started. And everybody's favorite pitcher, everybody's favorite long reliever, Adam Morgan, I think was sent back down to the minors, and he just had a rough. Uh, start the things. I mean, I, I asked myself and I asked myself many times every time I saw Adam Morgan pitch I'm like why is he still in the majors I remember there was a certain point in time a few years ago where I vouched and said that Adam Morgan was a good major league pitcher and I was going to be a good major league pitcher and I don't know why the hell I said that because he's none of the above
0: We're all wrong every once in a while, it's okay It's alright, Now will eat <laughs> Hey man, I have to do it plenty of times. I, I I get it. It's you know, none of us want to be wrong in that capacity, but you know, sometimes it happens. You know, it's funny that you mentioned um, players that can play multiple positions. I mean, we'll get, we'll never mind. We'll get back to that in a second. But now, I mean, Buckholz going on the going on the DL. And that's in, it didn't really, you know. I think right now all these players and all these pitchers, especially, need to be on short leashes. That's why I think the Jay Margot experiment is over. Um, Buckles really didn't mm, look that good. Um, I mean, oh my God, he takes forever to pitch. Yeah, and that's not good. And now with him being injured, uh, you know, it, uh, there, there's definitely going to be like a lot of shakeups and a lot of moves this season, probably from within. So we might get to see some some call ups earlier than expected. But I also can see them making a deal or two at the trade deadline just to get like some stock gaps in there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised that I don't think the Phillies have made have have made a decision on who they're placing. did they say who's replacing Buckholz in the rotation? Yeah, I'm uh, pretty elfin. sure you can't elfin. Hmm.
0: Yeah, hold well, I got the Phillies website up, and I swear that was looking came- Yep, Eflin or Eflin, Eflin.
1: Oh, Eflin. Okay, so Eflin's gonna, gonna be, gonna be up. So we'll see what he does. I mean, he's had his, he had his uh, he had his uh ups and uh ups and downs. Uh, but hey, we'll see what he does. Um, well, and when you bring up his name, you know he reminded when he when mentioned his name, it reminded me of this picture he had a couple years ago. His first name was Ethan. What was his name? It was Ethan something. Uh, I can't. I can't remember his name. Oh. Was Ethan. And you know who I'm talking about? And he had a couple of good starts, where he was just blowing people away. But then people, he got eventually figured out. and got an arm injury. And, Ethan Martin. Uh, yep, 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 yep. Ethan Martin. Yep, that guy. I wish. I wish Nick had panned off for him too. he he's going to be a good pitcher too really striking out here, but Eflin's going to replace Buckle. so we'll see what Eflin does. I'm surprised they didn't go with Jake Thompson, who everybody was touting as, you know, the next guy to break out in the minors. I'm surprised they didn't go that route. The Phillies have a good problem in the minors, which is they have a lot of good
0: pitching,
1: <laughs> a lot yes, of good starter pitching. Good
0: problem to have.
1: <laughs> so if Eflin doesn't work out, they're going to go to Thompson. Thompson doesn't work out. They can always go to Pavetta. Pavetta doesn't work out. They'll go to Ben Lively. So they got tons of pitching options right there in a AAA and Double A. They got yep. the pitching, pitching options that they want to, you know, want to do. And like I said, Adam Morgan, thanks for, uh, thanks for participating on the 2017 Phillies. That was a nice run, but dude, just. It, it it just didn't work for him. I'm I'm sorry, it it just didn't work. I know he's supposed to a all reliever when when things get rocky with your starting pitchers, but oh my god, he cannot <laughs> he can he pitches his way into damage, he doesn't pitch his way out of damage. Things just get worse mm-hmm. and worse for him.
0: No, you're right, and it just makes it done and and Again, like, all these games that they've lost, all but one of them are completely winnable situations. And when you're making life harder for yourself and the team in, in turn, then that's, that's pretty much showing yourself the door.
1: Yeah. In two games this season, Morgan has a, a, 10, a 10.5 ERA. He's oh, given yeah, up. no. Boy, bye. He's, he's given up. Six home runs, Angela. I am not BSing you. He's given <laughs> us six home runs this year. Six. That's the That's highest the one.
0: That's the kind of reliever batter blows to face.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm trying. I'm trying to look at. I'm trying to look at his game log from this season to see well, to see how, where he where he messed up at. Let's say Cincinnati. Yeah, I remember that he gave him two jacks in <laughs> <laughs> Cincinnati. And then he gave up, oh, that the Mets game. Yeah. Where he got tourists, he gave up four home runs in that game. I'm pretty sure three out of the four was from Jonas that. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Six home yeah. runs in two hours. Mind-blown. Yeah, that's
0: ridiculous. It's it's a shame when they look like they have such promise and they really just eh,
1: they fall flat. flat out. The
0: yeah, it's like someone just pops the balloon. Um, but you know, it needs to be found out early in the season.
1: Yeah, he found out he's not the type of guy you want. Over his career, he has seven wins and 19 losses. oh, With a 5-5-2 five, five, ERA. Yeah. Nah. So, that, yeah so, nah. that, so that Adam Morgan experience was not very nice. We're
0: not even a month into the
1: season. All right. <laughs> not even a month into the season you got six. You gave up six home runs. I don't even want to project if he actually stayed on the roster how many more he would give it up. Oh, dear probably Lord. More. Probably. You probably Probably, probably looking at 30. Yeah. Hey, probably looking I like think 30. you being 40. kind. Uh, maybe maybe, mm-hmm. maybe even more like 40. But at that point, he probably would have got demoted or something. He probably would have pulled the plug. Like, yeah, we got to get rid of this guy. No way. I don't even want to put him in the minors. Just, just designate him for assignment and see if he's accepted it. They want to put him in that situation, and we talked about him. you mentioned him earlier, and and that is the um uh, Jenmar gomez experience the Jen Gomez era has come to an end <laughs> as he has blown a couple of games at the quota. there's something that happened from last year to this year, and I think we started seeing that tail in the last season where he was just he he was he just he just he just was uh, he was blowing fumes. It just he he lost the gas in the tank and he just started sputtering and just you know, the tires started coming off the car and just started to spin out and continued to this season he and he hasn't been as bad as he hasn't been as bad as Morgan but still pretty bad. He's given up three home runs this year. And um he's only struck out five, he's giving up seven on runs. And he has an 11.81 ERA.
0: Yeah, no, I'm ready to cut that cord, too. So I've seen enough of him. <laughs> like bumping back down to your middle relief guy if you yeah. don't like, you know, cut the cord completely. But he doesn't deserve closer responsibilities.
1: Yeah, I, I would do middle relief, too. To be honest with you, I would do the same thing, too, because he's not. If something has happened, he's just he's just not closing cool material, which is fine. Everybody deserves a chance to be in that for the opportunity. He's just not built to be that to be that guy, which is okay. And now you hope that, you know you hope that Joaquin Benoit he can show you something. You know, you wanna see if he can give you something as a closer as a as a closer. He obviously he up that gave up that walk off home run of Harper, which is, you know, that's a good hit by Harper. But I'm pretty sure if 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 Ben Watt's going ninety seven down the middle of the plate again, a lot of players probably aren't catching that. But I but I could be giving him the benefit of the doubt too.
0: I mean, yeah, but it is Bryce Harper. As much as I hate night, he is one of the better one of the best players of the league. Mm
1: hmm I'm pretty sure he can get 97 past a lot of people, just not Bryce Harper. here and not get 97 yeah. past him. <laughs> All it takes is one swing, and we saw what he did, so we'll see what he does in the closures. Well, and I'm scared, because you don't know, then Wild flames out, who do you go to next? Do you go to Hector Naris? Do you throw him into the fire? He's your, he's your setup man. And Do you send your setup man to go in and say, you know what? You be the closer. Or... And I played and I played around the scenario in my head, in that if Vince Velasquez continues to eat up innings the way he's been going, getting high not eat up innings but have high pitch jumps, do you consider moving him to the closer role?
0: I think they just have to play around with as much as they can and find whatever works, and mm-hmm. whoever it is running me up running me out there for as long as they work, and then when they don't. Then switch it off and see what happens. If you are by committee. I mean, yeah, uh, could could be you know a realistic scenario, but like I said, I just don't think it's one of those things that you know it's an absolute strategy. I think you're running out you're running out there one by one and see who does the best job and who wants the most.
1: Yeah, no doubt. You got to do that, and um, you know who we—I would say—we really miss Ken Giles. But Ken Giles is not having a good season at all in Houston right now. He has a nine ERA. He mm. only has two saves on the season. He has nine strikeouts, but he hasn't given him no home runs. But he has a nine ERA, which is so weird. And only two, and only two, and only two saves. So it's kind of weird he, that he's even in that situation. But I wish we had him that hundred mile job because that was your uh, that was your young closer in the making. He had the stuff. He had the uh, he had the moxie to be a closer. He just he he just had that he just had that persona about him. Like he was he was just that fiery type of guy, and now they're trying to find that guy again. And I don't know, like you said, you, you like you said, you just got to play with it and see, okay, do I, do we, if, if, if Ben why? if he just, jumped down we'll keep with him. But if not, then we'll go to Narris And if Narris you hope he holds the floor down. But if not, <laughs> if he's ever lost, you want to come on down the line. I mean, it's rare that we see closers in the minors get a shot in the majors. So that's also a route, too, but I don't know who the closer is in the high Valley. I don't know who the closer is, right? So he could also go that route, too, but I think that's rare to see, hey, we're calling up a closer from the minors to close in the majors.
0: I mean, you don't necessarily know. Um, right now they won uh, the closer that they got, and uh, he's right. I mean, they have one in Lakewood right now which obviously doesn't do them much good uh, this season. <laughs> but Medina, he's already got two Cs. And it one on 194. Mm-hmm. So maybe not now, but he'd be someone to pay attention to. Is that 6 though? Um, is that 6 though, Sanchez or whatever?
1: Is that him <laughs> or is that? It...
0: No, it's Adonis Medina.
1: Oh, uh, okay. I thought it was 6 though, because everybody keeps on talking about 6 though fill these blogs and stuff, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to um, see who this guy is.
0: Nick Cazetta at uh, Leon High Valley has two games, has two saves, and uh, mm-hmm. his opponent's average against is one sixty-seven, with a whip of
1: .062. That's you got in the Jonathan Papelbon tree, everybody. So that's an option. That's an option. He got him. Is that what are you wanna do? And hopefully you don't hopefully you don't want your closures to continue to blow games for you because that's an easy way for your record to go from four and eight to possibly four and fourteen. Now man, when right. we come back next week, you know, and the record is four and fourteen. Do we start pressing the panic button a little bit? I we think we put our finger on the button. And let it over here.
0: Yep. Find whatever works. The Phillies aren't necessarily trying. Well, we know they're not trying. They're not trying to make the playoffs. They know they're not going to make the playoffs. I think at this point, they said, right. figure out what works.
1: So we mm-hmm. think just
0: kind of like playing around all season, which you probably will.
1: Mm-hmm. We're just trying to play winning you're trying to play competitive baseball but also at the same time for the winning product with so there is no bleeding tanking going on. Um on baseball. I think you can't you can't tank in baseball and that's one that's that's one thing I like about the sport. You can't tank in baseball Because if you do it just looks really, 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 really bad and disrespectful and can't really get away with that because baseball players have a lot of pride in themselves. And they're not going to make themselves look like fools To, to, you know, bring a team's draft stock up Which doesn't matter in baseball, to be honest with you Doesn't matter The draft
0: technically
1: doesn't
0: Mm -hmm. Drafts usually take about like three, four years To make it to the majors if they ever do Mm
1: -hmm. And some
0: people get drafted, they never make it though
1: Okay, you're right Lucky for the Phillies in the draft they got Aaron Nola, who was the first-rounder, he's panned out. They hope Crawford panned out. Cornelius Randolph hasn't panned out due to injuries. So they've been hit and miss over the years, and hopefully they can turn it around in all parts of the organization. And hopefully they can turn it around this week because they have a three-game set against the uh, who was that, The Mets, and then they have another three-game set against the good old Atlanta Braves. Your home. Of Ryan Howard, who is now brave. And before we go, we gotta talk about that real quick. Oh. Ryan Howard is a brave. He went number six in extended spring mm-hmm. training. He will eventually work his way to A Gwinnett. It's very weird to see him in an Atlanta Brave jersey, but I gotta accept it. This is what it is. Kind of sad to see. Hopefully, they just don't let him die out in the pasture and just. Let him willow away in Triple A for the for the whole season. That would be kind of a disappointment. You will hope that he at least gets one shot in the majors. But that's just my thoughts on the big Pete And ATL. What about you, Angela? Well,
0: funny you should ask. I actually addressed this in my column that I wrote last week. Um, yes, I. I as much as I hate like hell to see him in a Braves uniform. I don't want to see him waste mm-hmm. away in the minors. I'm dealing with Jimmy Rollins who just can't get the hint. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to see him have one more shot. It's all up to him, and I guess you know partly to the Braves too. Um, I I just hope that it just doesn't become like a thing where if he doesn't make it up. He just keeps signing contracts and never makes it back. Because so that would just be a really sad way to end the career.
1: Yeah, it would. And like you said, you don't want his career to end like how Rollins career is pretty much ended where he can't he can still still but he can't he can't hit for work or anything. And Ryan, that's a whole different thing. It's we know he can hit, but can he field? can he, can he his field has that improved? Can he at least be half decent in the field and can he have decent bat and, and, and can he can he have decent put the bat on the ball and not strike out a million times? that's what he's going to, to prove against Triple-A because he's the old guard when he goes Triple-A. You know, Triple-A is really not yeah. the best prospects. As we see, Double-A is really where it's at, so hopefully he can dominate in Triple-A. I would hope one would hope he can. Because if not, then he will be wasting away in the minors, which is not the optimum uh, optimum spot for him.
0: No, it helps. No, and he'll probably end up like sticking around for like three, four more years trying to get back up if he can't get back up, you know what I mean?
1: Oh my god. Oh, that would be so horrible. Mm-hmm. I can see it now. Signing one year deals and, and and spring training signing spring training deals. With a minor league out on his contract or something like that. Oh god. I don't I don't wanna I don't even wanna imagine that <laughs> for him because that would just hurt my heart. <laughs> that would hurt if he did have to take that route. It's almost like when Alan Iris was trying to make his comeback, back, and it was just, oh, uh, that was just rough. Or when McNabb was in a Vikings jersey, that was rough. Mm. Yeah, well,
0: he didn't really swing as much when it was gone, but <laughs> I, know, I
1: say something. Yeah, no it, like really really little... no, it really didn't. It really didn't. I, say I take that back. Awful. It yeah, didn't no for him. It didn't sting,
0: yeah. yeah. It didn't. He he said some things when he left here that just, yeah. you know
1: are hard to forget. It do sting though when I see Lashawn to Deshaun Jackson in another uniform. But let me not digress, because that's a whole different show mm-hmm. for whole another day. I'll get myself angry and upset.
0: No, <laughs> oh, don't worry. You no, no. told me to get over the Lashawn McCony thing last
1: week. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh my God. <laughs> Told did me you to, to like,
0: that. a <laughs> Yeah, some two told me that if I if I didn't, if I thought Kiko Alonso was a scrub, I knew nothing about football. That was my favorite.
1: Uh I'm pretty sure LaShawn McCoy knows a lot of football because you and him have the same stuff. But hey <laughs> what do we know? Uh, what do we know? I don't know. What do I know?
0: I'm just some All woman right. that deserves to be in the kitchen. Damn.
1: Damn me for not knowing my rightful place. I'm supposed, you're supposed, you know, you're supposed to be watching, watching the football uniforms, not dissecting the game. That's what it's right, to making be.
0: sure, making sure that midnight green stays nice and minty. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. You already know how it goes. You already know. You already know how they do, How they, you already know how they do on these streets, on these social media streets, these internet trolls?
0: Yeah, he, the thing is, you just gotta learn not to feed them. Difficult as it may sound.
1: Yeah, you gotta let them. You gotta let you gotta let them just 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 drown themselves in their own in their own in their troll, own you know keyboard. In their, yes, let them troll and let them be keyboard warriors behind behind the computer because as much as they think, and this is a funny thing. Is a, I'm gonna end this podcast off here, but it, this is the funny thing is when you Go on social media or whatever, and you'll see the most opinionated folks. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to anybody, but the most opinionated folks on Facebook that think that they know really don't know sports. They're just the social media versions of Stephen A. Smith. They just want to mm-hmm. yell and bitch and complain about saying they know about X, Y, and Z sport, but don't watch the flick of of any. Don't follow the game. Don't study the game. Don't read up on stuff, but they just think just because they watch one thing or know one thing they can go yell, bitch, and complain about why X player is this, why X player is great, why X player isn't great. But that's that's my little that's my little soapbox for tonight.
0: <laughs> oh, I completely agree with you. I had someone again this weekend tell me that they. Will not really have any interest in the Phillies until they start to win again. I was like, okay, well then don't you come to the next parade. Front runner. Yeah, right.
1: He's the kind of people that give right. us
0: bad names.
1: Jimmy Rollins is right, and I can't, and I can't blame can't him for that. On. Nope. Because the fans are, didn't take all. offense to that. And if you take offense to it, you know what that means, right? That means you are a front mm-hmm. if you take offense to it. Correct. You called me a bad name. That really hurt yeah. me. Wow. Really if Jeez,
0: the shoes fit, police on up and wear it.
1: Exactly. Lace some, some damn shoes up. But uh, <laughs> that's going to. That's going to actually wrap up the podcast. That's going to wrap up the podcast here on Blog Talk Radio. Thanks again for everybody tuning in. That will be tuning in to this very podcast. Before we go, make sure you check out TotalsportsLive.com. dot com for all your latest and Philadelphia sports and more. We had a couple of we had a lot of, we had a lot of stories on the site last week. the the week before we had Andrew Collum and Ryan Howard. You still check that out on the site uh, last this past week. We had um, we had two stories from Adio. Given his NBA awards, he gave his picks for MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Most Improved Player, all that on there. Uh, we had a, also another Philly story on the site last week from Kevin O'Connor, who, who 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 tells Philly fans to trust the Philly's process as well when it comes to their rebuilding phase. So check that out as well. So you got two you got two Philly stories right there, folks. So you can't say we never couple Philly because it's right there. Is right there on the on, on the site. You got Angela's on Ryan Howard. You got the Phillies process from Kevin, and we also had some Stanley Cup pieces last uh, Stanley Cup playoff pieces last week as well from Kaylee and uh and uh, Alex. So looking at the East Conference, I was looking at Charlie McAvoy the rookie how he would play for Boston, and I uh, also had last week. We had a couple of stories about who, who were coming in, who were he was working out because of the draft, because the this draft is. Few days away, and then today put up a story about five takeaways from the first weekend of the NBA playoffs, which were very, which were exciting and it had its had its fun moments. And we'll see how that plans out. But that's just a nutshell of everything happening. Hopefully, we'll continue to bring you guys more and more content as we try to make the website great for your uh, for your viewing and keep on making this podcast better for your listening ears. So check out TotalSportsLive.com, like the Facebook page, follow Angela on Twitter at Ang, my tone. Follow me on Twitter at Jovan Penn. And follow Total Sports Live. On Twitter at Total Sports Live. Like I said, you get checked out the podcast on BlogtalkRadio.com. That's to Total Sports Live. Uh tune in radio and iTunes. So for me and Angela, everyone have a great one, a great rest of your week, and we will talk to you guys soon. Who knows what we're gonna talk about next? I think we probably gotta talk about the draft next because that's coming up. And we gotta we gotta yeah. nail down who the Eagles are going to pick in round one. Should they go best player available? What should they do in round one? Should they go Christian McCaffrey? We'll talk about it on the next podcast here on Blog Talk Radio. Everyone have a good one and we'll talk to you soon. Bye
0: everyone.